0: Welcome to Trial Files, where real personal injury survivors talk to their personal injury lawyers, hosted by Gomez Trial Attorneys. I'm John Gomez, the host of Trial Files. And so today I have a very special guest. It's Tony Zachland, Dr. Tony Zachland, uh, a former client of Gomez Trial Attorneys, and uh, today uh, an employee of and partner with. Gomez trial attorneys. And so today, and with every one of these podcasts, we're just going to have uh, survivors of personal injuries talk about their experience in litigation and with their lawyers. We hope it'll be a resource to victims and survivors of personal injuries, and likewise, something helpful for personal injury lawyers in terms of ways to better represent their clients. And so, uh, Tony, welcome. Thank you, John. So Tony, just for our listeners, tell them what happened to you. How did you get hurt?
1: Basically, I was uh, at work and I left my office and walked into a Starbucks and took a few steps into the the actual coffee shop and slipped uh, on some fluid on the floor and impacted the back of my head. And that started my nightmare.
0: So you had a a slip and fall case. Seemingly simple slip
1: and fall case. Yes.
0: And did the the ambulance come and the fire department take you to the hospital?
1: Uh, No, I was unconscious and I regained my consciousness probably in about 10 seconds. And I wandered around a little while and and no, uh, no ambulance showed up that day. No.
0: And so what happened to you?
1: I suffered a mild traumatic brain injury. and that actually started uh, my new nightmare in my life at that time.
0: You know, a lot of our listeners might know, not know, um, what is a mild traumatic brain injury?
1: Uh, the word mild, again, is used to uh, evaluate initial uh, injury. Uh, it's, it's a medical thing, but basically only slight loss of consciousness, all these kind of things. It's, it's a way to generalize injuries. Uh, but nothing was mild about my injury. Um, but that has nothing to do with the actual prognosis on the case. The word mild is just used that you're not, at the time, in a life-threatening situation.
0: And so, at the time, you were working as a chiropractor, yes. is that right? And so, did you continue working as a chiropractor?
1: Uh, no. Uh, I was with a couple other doctors who held my hand back into my office, and I... From what I'm told, uh, I wandered around the clinic uh, for a while. Really, couldn't put anything together to see another patient, and and my friend said, "Shut it down." I uh, wasn't able to see anybody, but actually, I drove uh, after, um, which is a very unfortunate, very common thing that occurs. Uh, when it happens, you don't think you're actually impaired. Uh, you're just kind of you think, "Well, I'm just kind of a little bit dinged out," and off you go. Uh, but I actually did drive. I tried to get home. I couldn't. I ended up calling my wife who had to come actually and pick me up from somewhere. I couldn't even explain where I was, but I had a mild injury, uh, at the time.
0: And so you have a wife. Do you have kids at this time? Yes.
1: I have a uh, two kids. One just graduated high school and one was, I believe her freshman year.
0: Were you the sole provider for your family? Absolutely.
1: Uh, I was the sole provider and the leader of my family at that time. The day before my accident, I was the leader of my family. The day after my accident, I was uh, unable to take those roles on any longer. Wow.
0: Is there a time where, you know, you think, hey, maybe I had a concussion. I'll be back to work in a week or two weeks.
1: You know, what's your mindset at the time? Well, I was, I was hoping so. Uh, but it became apparent that night, uh, that something was wrong. Uh, I wasn't just, you know, I didn't just have a headache. Uh, my wife speaks about it that at that moment, she could already see that the person who went to work was not the person that came home, uh, after the accident. And, um, I was hoping that, well, this is going to get better. I'll feel fine tomorrow. But unfortunately, that's not how it worked out.
0: So I would think that, you know, a lot of our listeners that might be personal injury victims or survivors or family members, you know, maybe they, because of their injuries, have suffered some interruption uh, or, you know, in their earnings or they can't work anymore. They can't provide for their family. And so, you know, from your perspective and what you went through, you know, h- how much were you kind of worrying about that? How how big of a deal was that in your household?
1: Uh, it was huge. Um, I was the earner, and the next day I was not the earner anymore. Uh, it affected my entire family. Um, thank God I had people around me uh, who helped support us. But that next day, I didn't think that I would never be able to help my family again. Unfortunately, uh, it soon became obvious that, that I was really struggling and I probably would not be able to return back to my previous life.
0: And so how were you paying the bills and keep, keeping food on the table and taking care of your kids?
1: Um, my family, my mother and father and my uh, mother-in-law uh, and my sister actually at the time uh, were doing that uh, without them, uh, I don't know where we would be uh, today. Uh, it's, that's a very important component in recovery is family. Sure. And so,
0: you know, you are in a place, you can't work anymore. You know, are you
1: borrowing money from your family? Absolutely. Uh, borrowing wherever I could. And my wife uh, was actually doing that because I wasn't really capable at the time. But yeah, uh, you lose your... your you're you're how can I put it? You're a man and all of a sudden you're not a man. I was relying on everybody around me to take care of my family, which was my responsibility, uh, but was unable to. And that's a very important factor with a brain injury. And so,
0: you know, that's a tough place to be, I imagine. Absolutely You know, I'm a dad, I can get that. Um and so, you know, that's your personal injury. You know, you slip and fall, you hit your head, you can't work anymore. Uh, You can't support your family. And so at some point uh, you or your family decide to hire a personal injury lawyer. And, you know, I was blessed to be your personal injury lawyer uh, and represented you all the way through trial. Um, So talk to us about your experience as a personal injury victim, in your case, a brain injury victim, Mm -hmm. you know, being represented by by me and my firm and and how that is because a lot of personal injury victims I imagine listening to this are saying, you know, well what does that all look like? You know, once I hire a lawyer, what's it gonna be like? And so what was it like with Gomez trial attorneys? Uh
1: being I did have some experience before. Uh, I was in the medical world before and in practice. Uh, I got to experience how most attorney-client relationships happened. Um, again, this was a different situation, and the firm, the Gomez trial attorneys, they came in and actually held our hands through the whole process. Um, we, without, again, without, without the firm, we would not be, I would not be sitting here. My family would not be still a unit as we are today. Um, it's a very difficult thing, and your attorney has to understand the whole progression of from injury to rehab to recovery. And if there's an interruption in that process, your firm has to be able to step in and kind of tie it back up together again, because brain injury clients are difficult. Uh, We can be different day to day. Uh, One day we, we might seem like the greatest witness and the next day they won't say a word. So the attorney needs to be able to step in and gain the trust which takes time again, and it's not just sitting with them, but understanding them, having already experienced a brain injury case. That's so important. Um, I firmly believe that if you don't have experience or the resources, you're doing a disservice to the client. And this firm has actually has a, has a, a, a firm. Part of the firm is, is just for brain injury delegated for brain injury. And that's almost what you need. I don't believe, I have quite a few friends. I I think it's very difficult just to grab a brain injury case and be able to do it correctly. It's a misservice. So uh, the the, the attorneys have to understand the process and they're important in the recovery. And so, you know, during
0: the time, in your case, ultimately went to trial. Yes. Before trial, how often
1: would you talk to or Hear from or, or see us. My wife called almost daily, um, and the phone was always answered. And it was like that was her safety net. She knew there were people covering what was going on. They had our, they were holding our hands, basically. And that's, that has to happen in a brain injury. Again, it, it's a different type of case. You're not only dealing with a physical injury, but you're dealing with a non-reparable emotional injury, it's going to be there and it's not going anywhere. And so,
0: you know, during your case, the case lasted a while before trial and you had to give depositions and, you know, the other side was saying that you were lying and making it up and not not hurt. You know, how, how did you stick it through? Were there times you wanted to quit? Was it
1: hard? Extremely difficult. I stuck it through for my family, and not for myself so much. Um, I was more I was more pushed by making sure my family was okay, and as I watched them go through the process, and I I became more confident that maybe they would be okay through the whole thing. Um, but it's just it's just a difficult it's a difficult road to be on. And again, uh, the, the, the law firm steps in and they are the people, the conduit to get you through it. The insulation will say, especially for the survivor. Sure. And, and
0: so, you know, if you're, if you, if we have personal injury survivors, you know, listening and they're saying, you know, litigation doesn't sound very fun. Depositions don't sound very fun. You know, I don't feel like Doing this for two years before I even get to trial, you know what advice would you give them?
1: My advice is, you have to endure the process. It's your only hope uh, to is to endure it. Giving up gives you nowhere. You will sink. Uh, there's a lot of statistics now talking about what happens to Branded uh, people not treated very scary thing. Uh, you have to stay strong and uh, understand there's going to be problems. Understand they're going to call you a liar. Understand they're going to question your symptoms. But also understand if you have the right firm in place, they're going to take care of all that for you. And there is, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. For me, there definitely was. Um, and knowing that and feeling comforted by, by my whole Support system, I was able to fight through it. And we won. And I felt justice was served. Monetarily, yes, but I also felt how could I explain um, redeemed. It was like, okay, now you can look at me. This was an injury. This is what happened. Uh, I didn't have a hole in my head. You know, I wasn't laying there with drains, but I was certainly injured. And if you spend the time to understand the client, you'll see the same thing. And that's where, that's where the, this, the power comes. You have to be able to spend the time with the client to understand what you're looking for and put the story together. That's one of the most important. I, was, I remember some, one day you told, we all were meeting, and you asked me, so I want you to tell me the story. Not about symptoms and not about, oh, I got this and you know I, I have this pest, whatever it may be. You said, tell me your story. And I think that's where the strength comes. That's where the understanding comes. That is where the trial is. That's where the outcomes come from. You can throw all these numbers together again. That's all fine. But the bottom line for a jury is they want to see a story. They want to know what happened and why. And more importantly, the person before the accident, not what you're looking at today. Different thing. Like I said before, I believe you're truly representing the person before the accident.
0: And so you said, look, you know, the money's great, obviously, you know, but did it make you feel good to have your story told and know that people believed you
1: oh, and, and knew you really were hurt? Yeah, because through the process, you start questioning yourself sometimes. Am I crazy? Kind of thing. You know, uh, you have all these people making. Uh, opinions of who you are and where you are and what's wrong and this and that, you start becoming this tore up mess. And when it all comes together at the end and the, the verdict comes in, it's like, okay, you get it now. Other people get it too. This is real. It's out there and it needs to be addressed. And there's a big void in the, in the whole community now, especially the legal community from mild to moderate brain injuries. And it's there.
0: And so Tony, um, you know, as I recall, we, we work on your case, you know, it felt like two years or so. And then we finally get to trial. I remember we had a settlement conference with this judge and Starbucks said, look, you know, the most we'll pay is $75,000, you know, to a guy that can't work anymore, can't support his family. Devastating. And so we go to trial and uh, we get a jury and we win you and your uh, wife uh, receive a verdict of $7.5 million back in 2011. Yes. And so talk to us about, you
1: know, how that changed your life
0: and your path of recovery.
1: Well, the first thing it does, it it lifts a heavy burden off, off my shoulder. And that was when I was able to really start recovering and rehabbing. Um, the thing about a brain injury is you're already struggling with uh, your reality and your thoughts. Pour on a trial, you're you're really subdued in your thinking process. When the trial came in, the weight was lifted. I had I could breathe, I could sleep. My kids had a future. Uh, my wife stopped crying nightly. Um, it was a, it was a, my life changed. And again, if I hadn't found my way to you, I truly believe I would not be here. And there's quite a few of the people in my club, as I always say, the other brain injured survivors who have taken their own life, who have or have ended up desolate in the streets. It's very common. I was a lucky one. I survived it. I found the right place for my justice to be served. And I'm a different person. I'm alive. I have all my energy is going now to helping other survivors. And that's my bottom line job now. I need to find a way to get them the same help that I had.
0: So talk to us, uh, you know, and I'm super glad we won for you. Absolutely. You know, man, I, I feel like I would have been, you know, right there with you if we didn't, you know, I put, and we put, you know, our heart and soul on the line, you know, for clients like you that we love too. And so talk to us about, you know, your journey back to this place, you know, what you're doing now how your wife is, what your kids are all about, where you live in. I went out to a beautiful home that you were able to purchase. Give us a feel for, you know, where you are
1: today. I felt after the verdict came, it was like a rebirth kind of for me. The first part of my life, as I call the old me, was gone. I let that person go, you have to to really recover. From that point on, I made the conscious decision that, some way I was gonna get back into the community. I wasn't able to at that point. I was still I still struggle today. You know, you learn to to adjust your life, but I knew I had to get back to some level of helping other survivors. My children suffered immensely. My wife suffered. My wife's still suffering over this whole thing. You know, the joke is, it's not a joke, but I think some days I'm doing better than she's she's doing. Um, my daughter's married now. Uh, she got through it all. We all have our wounds. We all still speak about it often. Uh, I'm still learning things that occurred that I didn't know back then. Um, My son, uh, last year of law school, he's actually a a clerk for this firm, of which I'm I'm so proud. And he did make the decision after our trial to become an attorney. Uh, And I think it was because of you, basically. And uh, he's on fire about the law. That's cool. And I feel, you know, in a... (laughs) In a way, not directly, but I think that my injury, some good did come out for my family. I was able to to come back at some level and try to guide them again, like I was before. Um, But I knew eventually I would be in a place to come back and help the community. And I believe I'm there now. And I am on fire now about brain injury.
0: And so you're our brain injury client liaison now. And so we've got your son working with us as a law clerk. We've got you, you know, working with us to help us better represent brain injury clients like you. It really has come from full circle. And Absolutely. There, there have been some blessings that came out of your case. Yes. Uh, I can That's the only you- way
1: you can live and survive. If you don't have something at the end, it's very difficult. You know, uh, I always, I, I pray that, well, what is the reason why this happened? I'm seeing today why I'm sitting here with, with my friends figuring ways to help other survivors.
0: Awesome. And so thank you, Tony, uh, for being here with us on trial files. You are a real personal injury survivor and uh, I was uh, (laughs) your personal injury lawyer. And so in closing uh, if you could give one bit of advice to all those personal injury victims and survivors that are listening, you know, what piece of advice would you give them? And if you could give one piece of advice to personal injury lawyers that might be listening about how better to serve their clients, what piece of advice would you give them?
1: I feel very strongly as far as the attorneys, no brain injury. Don't, be one of these attorneys who sit out there and get cases and cases and don't understand because this type of case you will lose unless you have a team together who that's what they do and understand. Uh, I, so I think it's knowing your, your parameters you got to stay in, you know, uh, being a doctor before we had specialists to be referred out to. You need to find a specialist for this type of injury. You know, this is a type of injury that you better have a grasp of. And for survivors, hope. Know there's always another place for you sometime, someday. Work towards that, fight for that. Get in the correct lane in life with everything around you and understand you are not the person you were before, but you have a new lane. And it could be a great lane. And and stay stay steadfast with that.
0: Awesome, Tony. Well, it was a real pleasure having you here. Thank you for your insights. Um, you were and are a real personal injury survivor. Uh, your case was a slip and fall. I'll tell you those cases b- alone are pretty tough. Absolutely. So you had a slip and fall case and you had what's called a mild traumatic brain injury case. Like you said, those are difficult cases. <laughs> yep. But just uh, for- the
1: nomenclature alone,
0: fortunately mm-hmm. through the grace of God and mm-hmm. uh, you know, us working together and working hard, uh, we were able to obtain justice for you and, And I'm so blessed uh, that I had that opportunity and so thankful that we got the result that we did. So uh, thank you very much for being on, Tony. You're welcome, welcome, John. Listeners, you know, uh, thank you for uh, joining us on this edition of Trial Files, where real personal injury survivors talk to their personal injury lawyers. Uh, Tune in uh, future episodes to other personal injury survivors that can talk about their experiences Hopefully something will resonate uh, with you and and help you uh, as you uh, continue through life. So thank you so much. You're welcome.